Live from the Mattress Peddler Studio, it's Mike Bradley and the WGMD Morning Team. It's the Red Maryland segment with Greg Klein, covering all things political in the old line state. Here on 92.7 WGMD, WGMD.com, and the WGMD app. Point seven forty nine, and joining me on the Backyard Works Stewsbaker line is Greg Klein. Greg, good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You got it. And uh, last week we had an off week with uh, being on vacation. And as I mentioned uh, earlier in the week, I did keep some tabs on the news a little bit. And how couldn't I have at least seen that, uh, thankfully, at least in the, the, <laughs> the war's not over yet, Greg, as we know, but the initial proposal on expanding the sales tax where it would lower from 6% to 5%, but would expand uh, to several more services that would ultimately bring in more money and affect uh, even more Marylanders and to a greater degree, uh, that that uh, ended up being voted down in committee, correct? Uh, that that didn't make it to the floor. That was in a committee that that got voted uh, voted down. No, right? Yeah, that was voted down, and and uh, said the subcommittee Subcommitt- actually unanimously mm-hmm. um, to do that. So, and again, Delegate Lutke, who's the majority leader in the House, when he proposed that, said he wanted to start a discussion. So he's not done with the idea of how we expand the sales tax going forward. Uh, but that made that that thing got a huge backlash, as people expected. It, there's a lot of things that was wrong with it. Uh, but the Democrats are still working on a $700 million tax increase that includes some of those expansions of the sales tax, along with uh, some other bad ideas that we heard about coming into session, combined reporting and and some other things, uh, business taxes and those sorts of things to uh, to help offset the cost of of uh, the Kerwin Commission plan, which passed the House now is headed towards the Senate. And, uh, you know, there's still a lot going on. It's not it's it's very possible that the Kerwin bill could be passed and the, all of the tens of billions of dollars of mandated spending without a tax increase to pay for it, uh, which is, I think, maybe what what some folks in the Senate uh, would prefer. Um, but yeah, all that's moving forward. So the good news is, yeah, the three billion dollar tax increase uh, got got killed in committee. But there's a seven hundred million dollar one, seven hundred billion dollar one. I'm sorry, seven hundred million dollar one uh, making its way through. And the huge uh, mandated spending of Kerwin is still working its way through as well. So. You know, the light at the end of the tunnel is is very much a train coming right at us. No, you're absolutely right. And a part of that $700 million tax package is a tax on cable, which affects everybody. If they think that lower and middle income class uh, folks in the state are not going to be affected, they're joking themselves. But, Greg, I wanted to play a clip from Lower Eastern Shore of Maryland Delegate Wayne Hartman because we talked to him about this very thing. Uh, Greg, we talked about the fact that, okay, this this follow-up bill – that's worth $700 million if passed, still comes nowhere near the spending that Kerwin would require. So my question was, well, how are they going to come up with the rest of the money? Yeah, no, I didn't understand, and that's something that you hear in the commercials that, that are airing. Oh, uh, you know what? I, and unfortunately, I had my place, and I lost it there. But essentially, um, shoot, but w- essentially what he said, Greg, was that they're going to come back at this next year uh, and, and maybe the year after as well, that they may get some done this year, but they're going to be back in full mode next year as well on this. Yeah, I, th- I think one, one, possible, one possible strategy is first off to pass the mandated spending in the Kerwin plan. Some of the some of the talking points you hear in the state senate are, well, it's paid for the first four years, where it's until it's fully implemented. Um, 
you also are going to have marijuana legalization coming back next year, most likely. Uh, they've passed the bill to, to put a constitutional amendment on the ballot with regard to sports betting. Right. Um, you know, if the mandated spending is in place and, there's, and we create a structural deficit, that creates the impetus and the urgency to raise taxes. This is what O'Malley did to raise tax to make the tough decisions. Are we going to cut uh, cut education spending, or are we going to raise taxes to pay for it? This kind of false dichotomy that that was part and parcel of the O'Malley strategy, I think is I think is what's what's going to happen. Because you're right, what's being proposed now is not going to pay for a fully implemented uh, Kerwin spending plan. And, and this is why the governor has been so adamant against this from day one, because he sees this coming and he sees this for what it is, which we talked about before. It's a tax trap. Um, I, I thought that I thought that the House trying to introduce a tax that would pay for it entirely was an interesting strategy, uh, one that made it a lot easier for the governor and for Republicans to oppose it, because people started to get the message uh, in, in a very urgent way on how this, how they were going to end up having to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I, I thought that was kind of interesting strategy, maybe a mistake, but now we're going to go back to this kind of subterfuge of let's, you know, let's buy the Maserati and then figure out how to pay for it later. And then if you're against tax, tax increases two or three years now after Kerwin's been passed, you want to cut, you want to cut public education rather than not wanting to spend money we don't have. Yeah. Uh, that's how it'll be proposed, and that's what we saw with Thornton and, and the O'Malley tax increases. Right. So, so that's the strategy that's much more insidious uh, that I think we have to be concerned about. And I think it's what Republicans and Democrats, I'm sorry, Republicans and the governor understand is coming down the line. Well, I'm thinking about this in a much bigger perspective. If the Democrats pass smaller tax increases instead of one big one, essentially, and they're successful to some extent, and they may have to override vetoes by the governor because he certainly is not going to pass it. Governor Hogan's certainly not going to sign it. You have to think ahead to a couple years down the road this can't help Peter Francho out, who would right now be the lead candidate and, of course, running as a Democrat, uh, running for governor in a couple of years. This can't him help him out when the party's taxing, 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 taxing. That certainly, to me, would help a Republican candidate. And we'd be almost back to where we were back in 2014, where Governor Hogan ran on the fact that the state had increased taxes uh, and fees by over 40 times. Yeah, no, I think this has the potential to absolutely be um, uh, the, the major issue in the election uh, 2022. We've talked about this before. Um, and, and, you know, presuming that a Republican nominee is somebody who, if not a direct heir apparent of this administration, is somebody who, at least on these issues, was very much in support of what Governor Hogan was trying to do. And you have that dichotomy between, you know, tax and spend Annapolis Democrats that we've seen for decades and a more fiscally conservative, moderate approach that Governor Hogan has put forward and is still very popular uh, with with Maryland voters. Yeah, that's going to make it tough for the Democrats. It's interesting you talk about Francho. I, I haven't heard and, and it's really frustrating the media has impressed him on it. I haven't heard Francho's opinion on any of this stuff um, as to whether he's in favor of this. Uh, but you're right. No, I don't you, think you, he I, I thought I saw and I'd have to find it for you. But I, I don't actually think he is in favor of all these tax increases. Maybe maybe a little. But I, I think uh, his position is with the governor on this, not uh, not with the Democrats. 
Yeah, but I haven't heard him say he's opposed to the spending. You know, that's that's the <laughs> I've heard him say. Well, you hey, can't get you the know. spending without the tax increases. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, right. I mean, I you know, it's easy to be against unpopular tax increases. Sure. He still thinks Kerwin should be passed, as most Democrats do. And frankly, mm-hmm. if he's if he if he came out publicly against Kerwin, he'd have a much tougher time getting the Democratic nomination. I think, because uh, <laughs> you know, he'd well, alienate the, the MSEA. Well, maybe, um, but sixty percent of Marylanders said they didn't even know what the Kerwin Commission recommendations were, or what the Kerwin Commission was. I, I don't know. Is that true. is that actually that's true? true. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the number is actually higher. But, yeah, but uh, you know. It, um, the teachers' unions certainly know who it is. No, they understood. Have a lot more influence than the yeah. and the Democratic Farm. But you're right; that issue is going to be if, if you kick the can down the road to how you're actually going to fund this. And of course, let's not forget in the background if what's going on right now leads to a recession, which seems more and more likely every day, then all bets are off. Uh, if revenues takes a decline because of a contraction of economic activity. All bets are off. All of these numbers get far worse, right. and and the you know you might not be able to raise taxes to get out of it. And you're talking about a very different situation, which again kind of plays to the governor's hand of we shouldn't be. You know, if families are saying, "Hey, we're not going to take a vacation this year. We're going to hold back on money." Maybe the state government needs to look at what's going on and the potential economic contraction and say, you know, we shouldn't be passing. Uh, you know, $40 billion spending plans right now. Right. Now, are you saying that because of the coronavirus? You're saying that uh, would slow down economic growth? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think every day that seems more and more likely, not just because of the effect the disease might have, but just the reaction sure. to it and people acting in, in response to it yeah. um, seems to be restricting economic activity. So well, that that's a concern in the background as well. Well, and the other thing that you have to bring up with Kerwin is that, okay, and I've, I made mention of this to you before and to our listeners Okay, your, your pay is going to go up. Well, guess what? Your, your pay is going to be your pay increase is going to be negated to a certain extent by the increased taxes that teachers will also pay. They're not going to be immune from these tax increases. Their cable bill, Netflix, digital downloads, dog grooming—they're going to have to pay that increased tax as well. Well, that comes out of their pay increase. So it, you know, it, 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 yeah. that tax increase washes away the increase that they're getting to at least to a certain extent. It's like no one's pointing that out. Yeah, that, that's a great point. And, and not just the state taxes, but uh, the local taxes that are going to have to go up to pay for this, your local property tax, Ex- local income tax, yeah. uh, that's going to have to pay for this as well. So so absolutely. That's something some people have mentioned along the way. Um, that, But, it, but uh, again, you know, that's not that's not very a compelling argument to, to Democrats who, you know, just want to just want to pass this and, and spend more money and and mollify the the leaders of the teachers unions who have been pushing this so hard uh, from day one. But you're right, rank and file teachers, especially if you pass very regressive taxes, and of course you're going to have all kinds of taxes that are going to have to be expanded to pay for this. Yeah. Um, but they're not going to benefit. They're not going to be big winners in this, to be sure. Yeah. Redmaryland.com on the web, Redmaryland on Facebook and Twitter as well. Great, great job as always. Good talking with you, and uh, we'll reconvene next week. Sounds great. Talk to you then. All right. Sounds good. Eight o'clock is the time. News is next.